Welcome to A Suspension of Disbelief. My name is Cindy Parker. This project stems out of a grant given to City Church Philadelphia in the spring of 2019 by the Calvin Institute of Christian Worship. The purpose is to commission visual artists within our congregation to create original pieces marking the seasons of the liturgical calendar. These will be displayed in our rented space in the West Catholic High School during worship services. I am sitting here now with the two people who organized this grant. Do you mind introducing yourselves to us? Sure. I am Bethany Donnell Brooks. I'm the director of worship at City Church Philadelphia. Um, and more widely, I'm a pianist and piano teacher in Philly. Thank you. My name is Lisa Obaya. I attend City Church, uh, the West Catholic High School location. And I'm a painter, mom, and have been living in Philadelphia for 10 years now. What was the impetus for this grant? How did how did it come about that you even decided to apply? And why did you want to put together a grant like this? Well, Lisa and I have been collaborating um, for special services at our church for several years. And that collaboration really grew out of our friendship, me as a musician and her as an artist, talking through just what it's like to be someone in the arts, a person of faith in the arts. And uh, Lisa expressed a desire to be more visually engaged when she comes to church as a very visual person. And so we started talking about ways that she could create special pieces for our Christmas lessons and carol service or a Good Friday service, kind of make the thing that she longed for. And it was something that I would find very inspiring for the music that I was trying to create for those services as well. So that's how our collaboration started. There's this really cool cemetery in West Philly and we would just talk about Lent and how could we reimagine the visuals and just, you know, abstract it, whatever it was that we wanted to communicate about Lent that would help people kind of snap out of their ordinary routines and, and think about this, this season in a new way. Okay, so you get together uh, because of the friendship that you have and the collaborative works that you've done together and why this particular grant and what is the actual goal? Like, what did you actually propose for this grant? So the focus of the grant, it's called a Worshiping Communities Grant. So the idea is that it's not just a grant for one person or a small group of people, but that it's something that will enrich the life of of a congregation, or I think sometimes the, the grant is given to different ministries or joint projects between congregations, but, but it should be a, a community-wide project with far-reaching effects. Um, beyond that, the, the spirit of the grant is very generous and supportive. They, they want the grantees to be able to um, listen to the Holy Spirit and dove you know, custom fit things to their own worshiping community to see um, how how the worship in the church can be supported and bolstered. Churches now don't necessarily congregate in these spaces designed for worship. Um, so they congregate in basements and high school auditoriums and wherever else. And so that is lost, that visual decision making about how people move throughout a space and 
physically experience worship and we are physical beings so that was the impetus as well as we have this huge beautiful i don't know what how tall the ceilings are but they're they're huge and so we have this possibility but we were always hitting up against well we have maybe a hundred dollars and five hours and so it was really difficult to plan for these services but we always wanted something to create wonder in the children and in the the people who are attending week by week that they would see something different for the special holiday this grant when we found out about it was going to fund artists to consider the space that we worship in and we were thinking through the logistics of being in a very transient space it fulfills a bunch of different roles for us we needed it to function as a worshipful space right and I kind of watched Lisa through the years push herself you know she's she's a painter but a lot of what she began to create for our services wasn't um wasn't paint um and so she was experimenting with different approaches and different materials of how to create an experience for people coming into the auditorium, um, kind of these, these larger scale installations. And the more she did that, the more there was a desire, uh, we just happen to have some incredible artists in our congregation. And so there's a desire to bring them into this process and, and see what they could bring and, um, what they might offer. And so the grant was a way that we would be able to extend that invitation to more people and, and support them and, let them know that we as a church were valuing their gifts and what they could bring to us. I am always curious if there is something about engaging the artistic side of our brains that helps us experience either God differently or seasons of the church calendar differently. Is it your experience? Both of you are artists. Is it your experience that maybe you're experiencing something differently at church than maybe the majority of people in the congregation? Well, we hosted a retreat this past weekend, and one of the things that came up in discussing with the other artists was a feeling of being an outsider, stemming from just being a little different, wanting to dress differently, seeing things differently. So I don't know what comes first, right? You have this different perspective, and then you become an artist, or uh, you know, one feeds the other. And I think that that then leads to this just mindset where you want to approach things differently and Mm. you want to approach your faith differently. You want to approach even the culture of Christianity differently. And we spoke about that as well, feeling a little bit outside of that and the codes or the norms. (laughs) Yeah, I think it can vary from person to person, obviously. Um, I think pursuing the arts does cultivate a sense of openness, a sense of awareness, a sense of imagination, uh, maybe a sense of being open to the transcendent or things that we haven't yet experienced or don't know how to put into words. Um, I don't think that necessarily every artist therefore makes an automatic connection between that thing that they've developed in their practice and in their in their experience of life to their faith I think that can vary a lot from person to person and I you know I don't want to put any pressure or expectation on an artist to have this like mystical connection with God that everyone else is missing out on um, and similarly I think that that people who don't pursue the arts as a profession can often cultivate in the 
that in themselves in a variety of ways, but but I think the potential is there, and that's part of what we wanted to explore. And also, we we want to you know we can have this conversation around different professions. Um, we are just artists, so we're using you know our skills, our talents to explore what does it mean to be like Jesus as an artist. So Jesus as prophet, priest, and king. And we spoke about this on our uh, retreat that, you know, artist as prophet, that's definitely something that we can see. But what does it mean to be artist as priest or artist as king, right? So these are different uh, skills that we have to explore through the grant, right? That artists are not I think comfortable discipling, right? But that's that maybe is a skill we could work on. Uh, so that's something we're exploring. We're not necessarily certain how that will turn out, but it's an exploration for sure. What I hear you saying is, we have this incredible space that City Church meets in, but it's we don't own it, so we can't necessarily control even just the visual cues that are around us and. This grant seems to be allowing some of the really highly skilled artists we have in our community who may or may not feel like they're seen sometimes Mm -hmm. by the majority of the congregation. It gives them time to almost lead us in worship in a different way, using the their most natural language to themselves. Does that sound fair? I think it does. And and our hope also is that it creates for the congregation a sense of entering a place for worship a place that's been that's been cultivated or or shaped in a way um and and especially to set aside special holidays we want to mark it so the historic church year starts with advent it starts with this waiting and longing and expecting god to come and save his people and then it moves through the birth of christ and coming of the wise men and the presentation of christ at the temple and into the period of lent which you know, represents Israel's journey in the wilderness and also Jesus' time in the wilderness through Holy Week with Palm Sunday, Good Friday, Easter, and Jesus' ascension to heaven, and then the the church of God waiting for the coming of the Spirit poured out by Jesus. And so by emphasizing uh, these celebrations, um, we want to help re-narrate our lives. You know, we're all used to seeing our own lifespans on various time frames with high points and low points and events we look forward to. But it's it's a reminder that our lives are part of God's story of redemption that started before us and will continue after us. But but that it's that um, it's that's the the real calendar of our lives. So we wanted to use this project to highlight that to kind of let that be something that catches our imagination in the way we we think about our own lives. I love that because as an Old Testament professor, the Israelites, their religious calendar was marked by all these different festivals that reminded people of God's story. But all of those festivals were highly, highly participatory Mm -hmm. in pulling people together and feasting together and gathering and moving and walking and going to the temple and certain sacrifices. I mean, everything is action that is thought out. And Mm. sometimes we don't do that as much in certain churches. I'm making broad brushstrokes, but inviting artists to come in is almost giving us at each of these festivals that we have an opportunity to 
participate and engage in a different way. And then we remember this isn't just my story. It's us together as a global Christian community that are celebrating this much bigger story that reaches way beyond our own human lives. Yeah. We want to offer our congregation a visual feast. Nice. I love that. It is exciting to me because I've been going to City Church for a couple of years. And although I'm not present for all the high holy days on the church calendar, I have been present for some of them. Mm -hmm. And it is exciting to me when I walk into the space and because of the way things are designed, I know something is supposed to happen. Although I don't always know what, but I feel like something is is coming, right. whether it's just reflective material that's hanging from the ceiling or, you know, you, you see artists go up on stage and put water all over certain material. It's, it's exciting, but as someone in the congregation, I don't always know what's going on, like what, and there's something about knowing that this grant is coming that is kind of helping our congregation maybe hopefully build expectation for what they might see. So is there something like, can you give us a preview? What is it that the congregation of City Church can be expecting in the weeks to come? Well, the first grant project, which, um, you know, went a little bit under the radar as far as it being part of the grant. Um, some people, you know, we announced it, but it's it's easy to lose track of all the things that are happening. Um, we began with a project for our Christmas lessons and carol service in which two of our artists created um, a large glowing cube that was suspended in the back of the auditorium during the service. And for people who want to hear more about that, it will, it will be on our website with a statement by those artists. Um, so, so that one happened already in December. And the next season that we're observing through this grant is Lent. Um, and that will be a more intimate process oriented piece. We have other ideas in the works for Easter and Good Friday, and we're going to be celebrating the Ascension and Pentecost. And it's always an interesting conversation about what are the materials that we're comfortable with and how can we have the work flow from the studio, the inspirations flow from the studio into the church, as opposed to having traditional you know, materials and images that the church has had and it's historically filter and, you know, dictate what the artist creates. We want it to have be the reverse. So we have artists that work with fabric and, um, you know, one artist is a stylist and another artist works with large walls and does murals. And so we, we have all of these different skills that we want to bring to those services the congregation then can expect that for each of these holidays there will be some sort of art that they can engage with in different ways is that fair enough to yes. say yes yeah definitely so um we decided that we would also work on this podcast uh, how do you think this podcast can help this process of the grant and throughout the course of getting ready for all of these holidays or getting ready to um, even just engage each of these moments in the Christian calendar in a very specific way. Mm. I think with 
with the presence of these artists in our church, we have this rare opportunity to make this a very human relational experience. Um, we're bringing contemporary art into a setting where it's not always experienced um, and to people who maybe aren't used to engaging with contemporary art. But um, a, a composer in our congregation, Joshua Stamper, uh, often says that the, the best chance people have for engaging with or understanding a work of art is to understand the person who created it. And um, so we want our artists to um, be known a little bit as people uh, so that uh, the congregation can then receive their gifts as gift from gifts from a fellow worshiper and maybe use that as a starting place to try to see something new. It's always a challenge getting artists to talk about their work. So <laughs> or even about themselves. Yeah. So, you know, getting them up in front of the congregation is really intimidating and especially when we then ask, explain yourself to yes, us. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me what this piece of art is about. What so, does this mean? <laughs> so, you know, we don't have a million hours and they don't have the uh, the practice sessions that they need. So we think this podcast is a great way to it's a snapshot of their process their uh, inspirations and they have a very friendly interviewer you have a, a great curiosity i will say for the arts and that's really helpful because as an artist sometimes it's difficult to even know where to begin when you're describing your work and you have really great uh questions that can be pointed but also open-ended that helps the artist think through their own processes and hopefully if I'm interviewing them in their studios or in their homes, there's a comfort level there instead of putting them up on stage in front of the congregation. Yes. Right. Yes. And also I think you can ask the questions that people from the congregation might want to ask but not be sure how to ask it or might be afraid of saying the wrong thing. Um, just kind of opening up the, the channels of communication to, to understand each other across this, uh, what can in our culture sometimes be a divide. Yeah. And I love the idea that anybody can just tune into this. Um, you know, if you're a mom and you've got three kids and they're all down for a nap or you're on a run, you can just tune in really quick to listen and you still feel connected to some of the events that are happening at our church. Yeah. So is this very specifically only a city church grant and only a city church experience. We also hope that by having these podcasts and the website, which we're currently developing, um, that we want to be able to offer what we've done to other churches. If if anyone else would find it helpful or inspiring or encouraging to, to see what we've done, um, to try something that would fit their own community, um, we would just love to love to make this story available to them as well. Okay, so if people in the congregation want to see more and hear more, where do they find the website that you were talking about? Once it's published, we don't have the exact URL, but it will be um, it will be actually a page of the City Church Philly website. So that's citychurchphilly.com. Um, keep keep your eyes open; it should be appearing very soon. Nice, great, and if people have questions that they want to ask either both of you or questions they would like me to ask artists that are coming up um, well they can find me at www.narrativeofplace.com and you can always drop me a line there how can people get a hold of either of you 
Sure, my email address is bethany at citychurchphilly.com. You can email me at abiaworks at gmail.com. That's A-B-A-Y-A-W-O-R-K-S at gmail. Thank you so much. And we'll just say we're really open. I mean, we want the congregation to participate, right? So absolutely. So please do yes. um, interact, leave comments on the podcast page, send us emails. We would absolutely love this to be a two-way conversation. And, and there will be, in addition to the pieces created for the service, we hope to have a couple of events that, that foster more direct conversation. Um, but... Um, we would love to hear from the congregation how they are experiencing this project as it unfolds more and more. So please do be in touch. Thank you so much just for sitting down with me, letting me kind of push into your lives a little bit. And I'm really excited that the two of you took initiative to make this grant happen. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. This program is made possible through a vital worship grant from the Calvin Institute of Christian Worship, Grand Rapids, Michigan, with funds provided by the Lilly Endowment Incorporated. The music is titled As by Fire Between Walls by Joshua Stamper and commissioned by City Church Philadelphia. Thank you to Christopher McDonald for his production help and of course, thanks to Bethany and Lisa. I am personally excited to see where this goes. Thank you for opening the art world up to all of us who are not artists. We will be back next time to talk to the artist who is facilitating our engagement with Lent. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.